Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals as well as your shapewear. Ah, Lisa, we are back for another great episode, and I'm still basking in the glow of our conversation with Jennifer Tatnelli. I mean, she truly is just infectious. She's infectious, and she's special, and she's really smart, and it was really fun. It was so fun. Now, you clearly have a passion for finding designers. Tell me about that. When did that start? I'm not sure when it's started, but I'm always looking for new designers and new resources for my clients because I pride myself in not dressing everybody cookie cutter and everybody is special and everybody has their own look. And I have to continue to find new resources so that I can add that to create new wardrobes for everybody. And so every place I go, anytime I travel, I always do my research ahead of time. Well, you're fortunate enough and hopefully we'll get back to traveling again because you need to do what you clearly do so well is curate designers. And you use that word with me curating them. And that's one of my favorite words in the world, because I think you curate every part of your life. Really, if you're thinking about it, you curate the spaces you live in, you curate your closets, um, you're curating these incredible designers because there's a lot of them out there. Now we have a D Benjo coming up and she is from Israel. Yes. And how did you meet a D? A D, well, I was going to Israel with a girlfriend for a trip. And one of the main things I wanted to do was spend a day um, researching and finding some of the top designers. Most of them are in Tel Aviv. And I reached out to the man who was doing our group trip. And I said, this is what I want to do. Find me the person to help me. And he put me in touch with a woman from TLV style. Her name is Galit Reisman. She's amazing. And she took me around um, and showed me eight different designers. But when I walked into Adi's showroom and she started explaining her collection, I just looked into her eyes and I knew that there was something so special about her. She was an old soul. There was every part of her that I loved. And I just knew that when I left that showroom, I was going to do business with her and start some sort of friendship relationship. And it actually became more of a, I, I've been mentoring her. She's amazing. So I'm very excited to have her on today. Well, I just love when you can see someone's passion when they speak. And we're doing this via Zoom, but people are going to be listening to this on audio just to know that that passion seeps out of you. It's really a gift you've been given to do this. Yeah, probably it is. Yes, it is a gift. And and I love it. And I know when it happens. And, you know, I've been doing this a very long time, 35 plus years, but I do ride with my gut. And the older I get, the more I just stay with my gut. And so when I run into people like Adi and Jennifer 10 years ago, I don't let it go. When was the trip to Tel Aviv? Three years ago this week. Oh, very fun. Well, good mm-hmm. timing. Mm-hmm. Good timing to have her on. Well, I'm excited to talk to her. And so Lisa, you're you're special. And I'm one of your curated finds, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you are one of my curated finds. And look at what we've done together from the moment you were in my closet. That was just, what, two by fours talking and look where we are today today, we are doing a podcast together. So so again, I went with my gut, you went with your gut and look where we are. It's fabulous. Looking forward to talking to Adi. Uh, I do want to point this out as long as we're, as long as we're chatting, you know, uh, every day now I 
<laughs> I adjust. I can't believe how many people have commented on the adjusting the bra straps. It's very important. I it's hope that important. people are paying attention. I mean, it's in fact, the simplest thing to do and it makes me smile every morning. So doubly, I get a smile. I mean, it, it does two things. First of all, it puts things in place. Secondly, it frames my attitude for the day. Perfect. And I have to tell you a little quick, funny story. Yesterday, I was on a Zoom call with a client. Her daughter's getting married. We're going to do everything virtual. I'm designing a mother of the bride dress for her through another person we're going to have on our show. And one of the main things I said to her is before she goes and gets measured, make sure she has the right bra on and the bra straps are adjusted before she actually even takes her measurements because it's going to make a huge difference. And she kind of looked at me and she goes, of course, I know that Lisa. So <laughs> I mean, it it's, it's constant. Well, it's like telling your children before you get in the car, did you go to the bathroom? Yes. I mean, you've told, you've said it 150 times to people because it's important. It's very important. Yes. yes. And it's, you are well adjusted today, Katie. Thank you so so much. Well, and jokingly, we're also, we were talking earlier about how's your placement of the, of the video call and how's the height of the computer and all of that. And those are things that are important too, as people are looking at how they present on Zoom meetings. Where is that computer sitting? Where's the monitor sitting? Where's the camera sitting? What's the lighting like? And uh, it makes for a much more enjoyable experience for everyone who is on with you as well. Yes, you are right. I would like to introduce our very special guest. She is a fashion designer and entrepreneur from Israel, founder of Adi Benjo, a contemporary women's wear label. With that, Adi, we're so yeah. happy to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you and for inviting me. Of course. I just wanted to touch on when I met you for the first time in your showroom and the way you were talking about your collection to me and the way you looked me in the eye and the way your posture was, I saw you as someone way beyond her years. At the time, I did not know how young you really were. I was shocked <laughs> when I found out. And I thought, oh my God, this is a collection where it's Donna Karen meets Norma Kamali. Wow. And I so was glad. just like, this is phenomenal. And I was just taken back, as you know, because then I followed up with you once we left and the rest is history, right? right. It is. It is love at first sight for sure. Um, what was your impression of Lisa, Adi? When uh, I got the opportunity to meet Lisa, uh, they arrived uh, during a tour. I, I had a, a showroom in Tel Aviv, a boutique, and uh, with Khalid Reisman, they arrived. And when we started to talk, I, I was kind of fascinated of how Lisa... I had another idea about what the whole essence of styling is. And then I met Lisa. <laughs> so basically, um, she introduced me to this uh, wardrobe war that I was, I was very into, but I didn't know how uh, the relationship of a designer with the customer, it's pretty different than the relationship, I guess, with of a stylist or a, a wardrobe consultor, uh, which is uh, more Lisa, I would say, uh, get in touch with the customer. So I, I learned a lot from Lisa. And in that day, I knew when I first met her that um, this is someone that I would like to mentor me and guide me. And I would like to like uh, squeeze every little information I could have. 
and please tell me uh, how it works and please tell me how, you know, uh, for example, just to give you, uh, you know, visualizing it, even a length of a, of a skirt, a length of a sleeve of a shirt, which is so important. And um, those kind of things are things that I get to learn from Lisa, even if she doesn't really notice, like she, uh, she transferred this information to me and I feel very blessed to have this really. Oh, that's, that's um, incredible to find that. And for Lisa being around the world, that's very special. That's very special. And as I said to Lisa earlier, she has a gift. Her passion is to find people and curate this incredible world of design right. and style. So fortunate for both of you. Now you're very young. Can I say your age? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. You're yeah. 31. <laughs> and a very successful designer. What Thank was you. the path to get to this point? So you met Lisa about three years ago. So yep, when true. did your whole design path start? Well, if I go really, really back and shortly, um, it really began with my grandfather who kind of introduced me the sewing machine when I was 17 years old and thinking I want to be a drummer. Um, and then I got a sewing machine and then I, what? I can create things out of nothing? That's so interesting. And once I, I, I understood this concept of creating out of nothing, something that I could use, I was fascinated about it. And then I went to my purpose and goal was directly Shankar. And I knew I wanted to uh, learn deeply design and what it meant. And um, focusing on fashion was very intuitive for me. And um, after finishing uh, Shankar, I got the opportunity to also get uh, support. I got the chance to uh, present my collection in Tel Aviv Fashion Week, and I got a financial support from the lottery organization here in Israel that support young um, designers each year um, with a financial prize and, and the fashion show. So that gave me a great exposure also, and like the first collection went out uh, commercially and I uh, got the full understand of what it meant to be a designer and afterwards came the real work of uh, building the brand and the, everything around it and definitely uh, Lisa I had some uh, really really great uh, mentorship for the past few years so it, it has a, a ev very natural evolution of things and now I'm completely exploring new opportunities and I always keep myself curious because I feel it's just the the only way to keep myself original and to bring the new new ideas or perspective in my in what I do in design you mentioned Shankar is that the, right the school of design that you attended true yeah and I also um forgot to mention this yes, year I was I, uh... I was gonna laugh <laughs> I was like, you forgot one, you forgot Sorry. one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The very important thing that yeah. <laughs> I just participated in 2020 in, uh, um, I ha I'd had the opportunity to um, take part in the design program in uh, Fashion Institute of Technology in New York, which came about really surprisingly. Um, I didn't really plan it, but I got in and 25 designers from all over the world um, came to uh, New York to participate. And um, it's an, a mini MBA, an amazing program. And uh, there I also uh, definitely upgrade me in a really, uh, in, in a lot of different ways. What an incredible opportunity. And, and that was 2020. How was that 
handled with COVID? That had to be very different. Oh, thank God. I was so lucky. To be honest, really, I, I, I arrived there in uh, January and, uh, uh, sorry, just before, um, two months before, two and a half, maybe three months before COVID, something like that. And the course itself is an intensive of a month and a half in the, in the school uh, happening. So but when COVID arrived, I was two weeks, it, it, it struck New York two weeks after I was, I landed in Israel. So I was really on the edge there. So thank God I got the chance to finish the, the program and arrive safely. Yeah, unfortunately, it was a bad timing for me to write also an MBA as a business plan during COVID, right? How can you plan anything in this uncertainty uh, the most uncertain time ever. That leads to, with a business plan now that, where do you see yourself in the next few years and, and how has COVID affected your thinking? Well, um, I definitely uh, want to explore a digital experience uh, for consumers. I want to bring uh, new um, ways to basically perform as a designer in this new uh, era of uh, post-COVID. I think there's a lot of space right now to innovate. I really do um, because we are in a time of crisis. Uh, so um, now I'm, I'm exploring uh, AR and VR experiences, which is augmented reality and uh, virtual reality. I know enough to be dangerous. So you might have to give us a little more. Give a description as if we're five years old listening to you and you're teaching a class <laughs> on it. Because sure. when you started telling me about this, it was so over <laughs> my head. I had no <laughs> idea where you were coming from. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I, I feel, uh, and, and really, like if we'll do this podcast again, I hope in a few years, then we will all be, it will be obvious for us, I think, I believe. And uh, augmented reality in shortcut is taking virtual assets as in uh, objects and placing them on your real uh, world reality. So for example, if I'll send you a shoe, you could basically have your shoe on your feet by of course uh, using your iPhone and you could see how it fits or how it looks with your look physically in your room, in your mirror, uh, the view in your mirror actually. So, <laughs> so I love yeah. that. <laughs> so um, that's, uh, uh, that's augmented reality and virtual realities ha have an, an, an interest to a completely virtual world with the environment virtual as well. So I could invite you, for example, to my virtual showroom to try on your shoes. So, so we could um, all be sitting here with our virtual glasses on. So yeah. And we could so, be in the same space at the same time. Yeah, that's happening right now. Yeah, I feel augmented reality is more where I feel um, more, I'm more curious to explore because it's right in our own own iPhone. Everyone has it. You don't need to have any accessories to, to have the, to have the technology. So you already have it. It just needs to be functioned in a way that could be useful. I actually ordered eyeglasses and I took yeah. a picture of myself and tried on the different eyeglasses. I think I know this brand you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's happening right now. And I think it's only going to evolve into the most amazing experience we are as a consumers can even hardly predict 
predict now, um, but it's important to go in that path because it does bring us to a, a better world of consumption, um, more, um, of course, obviously more sustainable because you don't purchase what you don't need and um, you don't need to actually prototype maybe in some cases or actually develop a product. You could, or all those made to orders uh, businesses. But of course, I always believe there's nothing good, as, you know, there's nothing can really work without a human effect into it. So yeah. do you think that's going to change also even more so people going in and shopping in stores with this augmented reality? Or do you think the stores are going to have the resources to do the augmented reality so that they don't have to carry a lot of the clothes, they can just show the clothes for the customers and then drop ship it to their houses? I'm asking um, two different questions, I know, but yeah, I think both could possibly happening. I was just reading now also an, another company, I think it's called I don't want to commercialize it without saying the right name. So I'm not sure, but um, Dress X or something, I'm not sure, but they already do that. So there are a lot of brands who um, find creative, really innovative ways. You could have Nike's app right now and see the new collection on your feet without going to any store. So it's right there and it just needs to be opened up to the public and actually have more functionality into it. I think it's a little bit ahead, but but we are definitely going there. As you think about this, and I'm in my limited knowledge of it, I'm thinking about this really globalizes things. So you're in Israel and for women, clothing sizing is so different. So I can go on your website and see beautiful pieces. But if I want to know truly how that looks on myself before I make the commitment to order, then I've got the ability to do that based on what I think you're talking about that's sure. that's going to happen. So it's really going to yeah. open up opportunities for business, for people definitely. who wouldn't think to just order online because they have no idea. Yeah, definitely. And uh, as if, if you know Snapchat, it's uh, it works on that technology itself. And so far, it's of course, goofy faces and all those filters, but you could do serious, um, uh, important things with it, I think, that will have all of our experience and engagement different. So that's the future as I see it. But I still, of course, I still produce small quantities and design fashion since it's in my core. And uh, But my whole development process and vis visualization of it, it's, it's, a little, it's different now since I have those tools. So how does that impact having those tools when you in your head have created, let's say a jack, right? Or I mm -hmm. call you and say, I really like that jacket, but you should do ABC, right? right. Um, is it easy for you then to manipulate like a 3D pattern through that to than it would have been two years ago? Yes, completely. Um, it made my process a lot easier uh, cheaper, automatic, and the whole, even if you think about it, even the documentation of the process, when you work with a client, then you need those documentation of the sizing and the proportions and the lengths she usually wear and the colors she's attracted to. So even this process, since I work from distance now and I, I can't really uh, meet my clients, so it all documented and made it all very easy uh, for me to follow uh, and 
and um, learn my client in a way that it made us, it maybe we're uh, further from each other, but we're closer than ever because it's easier for me to produce now uh, fit, more fitted uh, items. So yeah, the technology helps. There is also, by the way, uh, sizing apps that I think I send you a few to check out. Very cool um, developments. Some of uh, Israeli developments also, uh, like my size, which you could actually take your phone, tap on your body, and the phone has the ability to scan your body proportions. And then you can um, practically take your whole measurements through your phone without taking any uh, sizing tape or like measuring yourself. So that's really nice. Another way to, uh, another tool to communicate from distance. Uh, so there are a lot of tools out there to explore and you could definitely, uh, what I'm doing now is basically packing it all to one flow to work with. And as I said, I'm, I'm using it as tools now, but I definitely see it as a, as a way to, to engage. I think you have this passion for design, but then if you're going True. to sustain, you've got to understand the business part of it. True. And any business, no matter what it is, you want to be as efficient as possible. I right. love this whole new reality because it's a whole new set of tools right. to become more efficient that the end user then will benefit from. True. And I think that's exactly the secret. What you just said, is the secret to make it work because the whole the user it has to be approachable it has to be natural and um for you to use um so it has to come from instinct it doesn't have it doesn't need to be complicated because then you won't use it it won't have a real function um in our lives so that's the secret i'm working yeah that's the secret needs to uh be worked out and uh understand how to do it best it sounds like you're enjoying the process of Figuring out the secret sauce, so to speak. Yes, I do. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back with more questions. We have way more questions for you. On the View in Your Mirror podcast, we love sharing our personal favorites. Rustica Bakery is high on that list, and we know you're going to agree. Rustica has two locations. They're original at 3224 West Lake Street in Minneapolis, across from Calhoun Commons and Whole Food Market. And Southdale Center next to Lifetime, where you'll enter without even going into the mall. Both have ample parking, either online or in-store. Bread, breakfast, dessert, treats, a menu sure to allow you to find a personal favorite in no time. Online ordering is a breeze and curbside pickup is an option. Available in-store only are savory menu items. Think grab and go for lunch or enjoy them there. Brunch items are offered Friday through Sunday. My personal favorite is the Take and Bake Cookies, available online or in-store. Truly a capstone for any get-together and in just 15 minutes from package to plate, a memory to make. We highly suggest you always have these in your freezer. RusticaBakery.com. Find the food and drink you adore or try something new. Rustica Bakery puts the love shown by their customers back into every item baked. At Rustica, you're among favorites. We are back. We are back with Adi Benjo, an Israeli designer. We are happy to have on with us. Adi, if people want to reach you, how do they do so? Well, I have a website you can definitely log into, uh, adibenjo.com, and you can contact me. I have all the information there. Uh, yeah, you can talk to me, contact through email, through WhatsApp, um, available. 
I'm very available. And you also <laughs> have an Instagram account that people can look Yes, at. Instagram account. Sorry, uh, Adi Badam Dash Banjo. Uh, you could find my logo there on the profile picture. And please follow. And Adi is spelled A-D-I. Yes, B-E-N-J-O. Very good. When you think about when you were starting out, who are some of your designer influences? Wow, ah, there are so many, but I will try to focus definitely in my beginning uh, of learning uh, design and, 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 and the history of design. I was very influenced by the Japanese uh, designers arriving to, the, uh, to Europe. So Gyoji Yamamoto really uh, influenced my work. The whole um, philosophy of uh, minimalism and uh, uh, the wabi-sabi, the, the imperfection, the beauty of the imperfection uh, really um, inspired me. I think others that I would like to mention, uh, uh, Donna Karen definitely influenced. Either maybe out of the... Um, uh, the world of fashion, but also Dieter Rams um, is an industrial uh, designer, but a great influence. Um, yeah, those those would be the ones I would like to mention as the top uh, influencers of, of my work. Definitely as a stream, I'm very influenced by minimalism. I feel like uh, it's really hard to, des- it's harder, not really hard, harder to design something that has to sum up what you're trying to say in a really precise way and have it have it uh, transform this uh, aesthetic experience to you. I think that's harder and that's the challenging and the more um, inspiring way for me to work. So always when I'm trying to express an idea, I think what's the minimum of elements I need, I could use. Um, What is the minimum, yeah noise i need to create that's a good word noise i use that word a lot when i talk about (laughs) clothing yeah it's from you probably (laughs) oh okay (laughs) probably and that's where you got it okay Um, and so what type of fabrics are you using in your collection and why I choose my fabrics very carefully because uh, it defines the shape and it's, it continues to what I just said that uh, since I don't use a lot, uh, pa- I don't use patterns at all. So I need the fabrics to be very precise to the concept of the cloth, what it's of what it's supposed to, to be. So I use um, neoprene fabric which has um, uh, the ability to structure and and have uh, a really uh, a high-tech look, kind of really f- uh, clean. So when I cut them in laser machine or I use my hand knife, so it comes out very clean and sharp. So it serves the por- purpose. I also use uh, uh fabrics with technology. For example, in my latest collection, I have a shirt that has water and sweat resistance. So uh, it's pretty fascinating because it's 100% cotton. Uh, Usually you wouldn't expect it to be uh, natural, but the technology is in the fiber itself. So every uh, liquid, um, basically not even just water, uh, it also works great with wine. So think about the possibilities. (laughs) 
<laughs> so when you put your, uh, you, when you put water on it, it's just um, uh, reject it completely. It's not, it's, it's pretty amazing. You need to see how I put my sleeve in the sink and do the whole demo. <laughs> do you, is that on your website? Um, not the demo, but the shirt. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you said it's in the fibers. So it is in, is it in the coating of the fibers after the, yeah, the garment a, was put together? Yes, um, uh, that it's not my technology, of course. It's a great supplier. I got the chance to work with and actually known her when I was in FIT in New York um, in a tax world um, uh, exhibition of clothing, which was fascinating. And there, um, uh, basically, the fiber, the technology works on the fiber itself. So the fabric could be 100% cotton, breathable, that you could wear and really, uh, you know, um, uh, like a cotton shirt, a cotton, uh, cotton shirt, but it has the technology um, implement on the fibers. So if I take a, a glass of water and I spill it on you, you practically, um, uh, yeah, put it off with your hand like never happened before. Your shirt is not wet. Um, it's pretty amazing. And then you can just wash it, hang it to dry. Definitely. It's not, you don't need to hang it to dry because it's not wet at all um oh, wow. it's pretty well, how amazing. do you yeah, i will send okay, lisa, so <laughs> i will send lisa a shirt for sure and i want you guys to see it in front yeah, but seriously how do you wash it if it doesn't if it repels no you could you can wash it um okay. if you sink it into um uh, suds uh, or you know, yeah yeah if you sink it in uh it will wash like a lot of if you know there are a lot of actually clothing that has this quality of uh, right water resistance sure. but here the 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 unique part of this textile is that it's a it's natural it's cotton it's 100 percent cotton fabric so it eliminates all the bad things the other fa uh, fabrics usually have when they're water resistance that they're not breathable and it's not something you could actually wear I don't know the whole day in the office so here it's pretty amazing um, if you could imagine uh, even for a mother with a newborn um, you know or where the baby very... spits up on your shoulder yeah like that oh yeah or or if you're at a certain age and your temperature fluctuates so much that you can't <laughs> that you still can have your cotton and your comfortable clothing and not worry about, or if you have that third glass of wine when you really should stop at two and <laughs> right. you become a little tipsy and a little sloshy. Oh, wait. Yes, exactly. Is that not you? No, okay. I'm kidding. That's my audience. That's my there audience you go. right there. <laughs> it's too fun. I do want to ask because we are living in the very real world of COVID right now. What has been the most surprising thing in your business with, with COVID? How has it affected just something that surprised you? I would say, um, I feel like it opened my spectrum of a sight. I feel like um, I was seeing very near before, to be honest. I did saw the full potential of things I could be occupying with, but I didn't pay the attention to it. So COVID actually, um, it's like you, you were put in a really, um, in a room, blank white room, right? With no noise around you. So basically you're with yourself, with your thoughts, and suddenly you see everything so clearly. And that's what happened to me. And it surprised 
me because I wasn't ready for it. I was with my showroom. Um, I had my whole plan worked out and thought I had. And then it striked and suddenly, wow, blank page in a way, because I'm like that, I'm extreme. <laughs> um, just for the opportunity of to think for new opportunities. Um, not, of course, I didn't abandon anything. I just wanted to think clearly. So that was COVID, what it did to me. Um, and, and it did so not only on my pers pers uh, professional life. Also, I feel in all aspects, like I cook more. Of course, we all do. But I don't know. For me, it's like a serious upgrade. <laughs> and and other, also other stuff, it really opened my spectrum. The AR, the VR things, I, I don't think I had the time or the uh, focus to look at pre-COVID. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful for that, uh, for opening my eyes like that. And um, I, I feel like there's now so much to do, like I said, because it's a, a time of crisis, there's so many opportunities, so many new things we should explore. That's wonderful. And you obviously have an attitude that, that can focus on what good you can take out of it. So I think that's, that that's mm -hmm. going to bode very well for you as you're, as you continue your very long and successful career in, in design. I hope so. Last question for you. Do you have I shouldn't even say, do you have, what is your lucky piece in your wardrobe? Ooh, um, it's my button white shirt. Definitely. It, it is like, it, it, it's a one shirt that I have. <laughs> that is my lucky shirt. I went with it to every um, interview, important interview um, or um, competition I, I went so uh, she brought me a lot of luck. Uh, it's my shirt that I have it online also. Uh, it's a long a sleeve with like a open cuff. Um, yeah, uh, very elegant, but still um, formal, bossy shirt that makes you oh, feel good, it. like Lisa, like Lisa says. So yeah. Um, you know, that's yeah. a description for for Lisa Adi, formal and yeah. bossy. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. How come I knew that was coming? How come I knew that was coming? I was like waiting for that, Katie. Oh, oh gosh, no, you know, we only kid because we love you. I do have to ask you one more question. I have to sneak this in because when, before we started taping, Lisa asked you something. She asked you if you had something on, what was it? Oh, the shoes. And you the do. Shoes. Yes. I do. I have my heels on here um, in my, uh, yeah, doing Zooming uh, late at night here in Israel. <laughs> no, but I feel like uh, I couldn't, I couldn't come without it. I mean, yeah, it's straightened. It, it gives me the whole confidence to say everything I wanted to say in the begin with. Well, you are amazing. You did an amazing job. Uh, D. Benjo, give us your Thank website you. again. Thank you. It's um, adibenjo.com, which spells A-D-I-B-E-N-J-O.com. Okay, you. and I'll get better at pronouncing your name because I think I've been, I've been saying Adi and you say it Adi. Yeah, Adi Benjo. Yeah. Lovely. Adi means get... jewelry in Hebrew. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, <laughs> well you found I, your passion I, in the right place. Lisa, I can't say you? thank you enough for finally being able to come on 
You are an absolute delight. I've told you that several times and an old soul. Thank you so much, Lisa. It really is my pleasure. Thank you uh, both for inviting me here. I had a pleasure of every second. I really hope to come again. <laughs> and yes. and, and um, yeah, and thank you so much for this opportunity. And it really was my pleasure. You are so welcome. Thank you. As we say goodbye to you and we'll finish off our podcast and uh, we're wishing you all the best. Take thank care. you. Take care. Lisa, what an absolute delight and, again, testament to your gift of finding incredible people. And, and uh, wow, your clients are very lucky to have that connection and then to be able to work with people like Adi. <laughs> really, just fun. Now, our, our spotlight on our nonprofit, you found a very wonderful organization called My Very Own Bed myveryownbed.org. Tell me about it. It is just wonderful. It provides new beds to kids in need. My Very Own Bed, their mission statement is that they support families in getting one step closer to thriving in their new homes by providing their children new beds and what they call dream kits, bedding, book, and stuffed animal. The beds help the new house feel more like a home, but they also provide children with a comfortable place to sleep. Improved sleep leads to improved health and well-being and supports children thriving at home and at school. Their website is myveryownbed.org. There are people who are just getting stable housing, and this helps so much with that as well. And they are our future. These kids are our future. We want them to have the best they can possibly have in whatever circumstances they're in. I agree with you 100%. And that is one of the reasons why I think this is an important one to highlight. Fantastic. Well, we've come to the end of an incredible show. Again, really a delight to do it with you and to have these international designers. We've got some great shows coming up and we're excited to share them. If people want to get a hold of you, how do they do so? Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net. And I am Katie at katieharms.com. We are, of course, the View in Your Mirror podcast. You can find us on theviewinyourmirror.com or you can find us on LinkedIn, on Instagram. We have a Facebook page and we are on Twitter. What else are we on, Lisa? Pinterest? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's your job. <laughs> So look for us at The View in Your Mirror on any of your favorite social media platforms. Please make sure you reach out, say hi, send a comment, ask a question, and thank you for joining us. We know that The View in Your Mirror is exceptional. Mm -hmm.